In this edition of Inspired Conversations over a Kappa, let's talk about the importance of caring for the environment as a family. To have this conversation, we have with us Sunila Javadan and Savera Veerasinghe in the studio with us today. We could introduce them individually as per their many achievements and merits, but we think the best way to introduce them is as a mother-daughter duo with a shared passion for conservation actions. So let me naturally ask the first question from the mother. Sunila, tell me why while nurturing a family, how important it is to nurture a love and mutual respect for nature. I think it's vital because it is about understanding who you are. It is your identity as a, another species on this planet. And if you don't know your place in an ecosystem in the greater scheme of life, I think it impacts your identity. So I think it's vital to teach any child about everything else that lives beside it and with it and by it. So Savera, tell me about your experience and how it impacted in your upbringing as you think. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I said the same thing. I was like, wow, I learned well. I just tell Ikshapodi that we're all kind of understanding that we need to be a species, understand that we're a species in an ecosystem. Um, my upbringing was incredible. Um, we spent a lot of time in the jungles. Um, not only did we have to know, I mean, it's like Tourette's now, but I, not only did we have to know, you know, the scientific name or the Latin name of every tree and species, animal and bird that we saw, but also, I mean, mom would stop and show us the patterns on the back of leaves and ferns and um, make us understand the patterns in wood bark and how that, you know, how creatures um, or different lizards would, you know, climb or live off of it and just the detail and as as I was telling you earlier that attention to detail understanding that every species has a role um that every creature every ant has has beauty and things uh, a role to play and something to offer in this ecosystem i think that understanding and and i sense of self within the environment was is really deeply enriching and has really served me I still feel very most myself in a jungle with no other humans, I think. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think it wasn't a question for me whether I would have, you know, environment and sustainability as a kind of foundation for whatever I did. And that's very much the upbringing that we were given. We didn't really watch TV, we watched David Attenborough, so we fangirled over David Attenborough before <laughs> the Backstreet Boys. So <laughs> um, that, was, that was a childhood. That's very interesting, you know, actually. <laughs> so, um, Sunela, so let me kind of like restate the question so I can get the your bit of the story for this one. Do you believe that now uh, Savera is a sustainability advocate, a voice on conservation and all those of environmental actions herself? Do you really think that uh, you had this, uh, this special way of upbringing your two kids. Do you think that uh, it had a part to play in molding her into what she is today? I sure hope it did. <laughs> uh, that was the whole point of it. And I think, yes, it would be unforgivable if either of my daughters, Savera or Amaya, didn't uh, see the huge relevance that uh, an understanding of natural environments plays in any human's life. And that's something which uh, for me was almost inevitable in, in bringing up my uh, 
children because I really um, don't see any other way of living. I was not one of those mothers who read Dr. Spock or any of those how to bring up your child books. I always, uh, I, the only thing I read about bringing up children was I uh, this line from a Wilbur Smith, who's an adventure, South African adventure writer, had written about this particular heroine who said, my child is not going to, I'm not going to fit into my child's life, but the child will fit into my life and strapped the baby on the back of a horse and went to um, lay out the lines of an African national park. Now, this was all that stuck in my head. So the children were packed up and taken, whether it was they've been from caving they have been into they've crossed uh, waterfalls being carried across waterfalls they've uh, climbed up uh, mountains <laughs> uh, from the time they were you know two or three I think uh, Savera was uh, probably about not quite one when she went camping and uh, Amaya's first words were Koya because we were in the jungle and I was pointing out various animals to her and they keep couldn't see them. So the first thing she said was Koya, mm -hmm. which is, you know, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I think, uh, you know, that is the way, only way I would see that children should grow up. Yeah. So not to make an excuse of your busy work life or anything to leave behind your child but to incorporate the kids and uh, take them with you wherever you go. I think that's a, that's a pretty inspiring um, thing to share with everybody. So thank you again. And with that, um, I would like to ask, have the roles changed? You know, like uh, as the mother might have inspired the daughter or the daughters, uh, do you feel like re-inspired by each other and how does it? Uh, Shall I respond yeah, yeah. to that? Because <laughs> I'm proud to say both my daughters are very forthright, very strong women. You could even call that bossy, <laughs> boss me. And I'm fine with that. I love it. I see them as equals. They're my best friends. And uh, I bounce off all my ideas of them. Uh, and uh, I definitely would. I'm inspired by uh, both girls because uh, they have the uh, kind of minds that I would... Uh, take advice from it. It's considered mm. thought, it's considered opinion, it's well-researched. So it's not just sort of superficial or flippant advice that they give me. And yeah, most often they are the very first people I bounce an idea of. And Savira? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I think anyone who meets me sees in about 30 seconds that my mother has played a really huge role in <laughs> my trajectory. Um, and it's it's amazing when you're on this journey. I mean, I, I, of course, my childhood played a part in where I was, but it wasn't a planned journey. So at every point when you can come back to this kind of force in her own right and get her opinions, <laughs> and even if you're feeling sorry for yourself, someone is going to say, you know, pick yourself up and keep going. No um, wallowing allowed. No wallowing allowed. Um, I think there is some space you can take for <laughs> some indulgence. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's... it's um, no secret by any means that my mom still to this day, I mean, yesterday we sat and exchanged poetry for hours. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just that we can come back to each other and just talk about where we are in life and, you know, what we're thinking of and how we're feeling. And um, But also someone who's in the field. I mean, I 
kids are bringing actually it turns out to be a beautiful experience and also um it teaches them about the wild side and also about the informed decision making part as well so i think it keeps the kid in a well balanced position so that that's why i think at a very young age like this that she has become an international voice so we are very proud of that as <laughs> sri lankans savera so i'll ask you to continue few personal stories to make it more fun and light as the last part of the conversation so you were sharing actually and uh, the poetry and everything so just continue few so that the listeners can pick whatever and wherever they so, want to today driving to your studio i was uh, telling savera about this conservation uh, sort of idea that i had and i was uh, i was actually uh, running by her and trying to brainstorm about people who i could uh, bring on board to work with and you know how to structure it and this is something which i mean i can discuss it with confidence that i will get very good feedback last evening i uh, discussed it uh, with my older daughter so it's always um, we have these conversations which are which go on and on and on all of us so i'd say it yeah i mean i think two things um we have i guess mutual respect for the fact that we are all cultivating our minds um and that's kind of always been an expectation um growing up and she she steals my paints <laughs> so i buy um, all my paint stuff and she steals it <laughs> yeah it's it's also you know pursuing every facet you know it's not just right waste or sustainability you know it's it's poetry it's literature it's can you paint can you sculpt can you and that, that was kind of what was cuisines it's uh yeah you know, artwork anything really yeah. that uh, and because i mean when you realize i mean any confidence that i've been given is also realizing that when you go into the jungle none of these kind of fictitious this kind of society um constructs matter you are a small species where every species has a role to play and it's so multifaceted you know when you're in a forest you have food you have sculpture you have design you have you know some of the best literature has been inspired by these forests so it's a lifetime of you know being encouraged to pursue every single one of those facets and we feed off each other because of it i think and i think we you know whenever we travel i would always uh, read uh, to them a, a some excerpt from something that's been written about these whether it's uh, history or archaeology or even poetry or you know whatever was uh, relevant to that particular place. Yeah. So whether it was hospital camping in Galway or, or reading um say Leonard Wolf if it was a going you know to Yala they know about Engelbrecht and the first warden the uh, the Boer, um prisoner war who ended up as the first warden of the mm-hmm. of Yala or, you know uh, Samuel Beckett Horton Plains. <laughs> 
so yes it was always you know and we shared this and where did it come from and find it and source it and that kind of yeah uh, these were definitely the heroes and villains villains of our childhood <laughs> as Engelbrecht you know we hated him <laughs> yeah, a cruel um, man <laughs> um, but I was going to say I mean even when we were going to a place we were encouraged to say you know what places do you want to visit but why <laughs> it's not because you know your friend told you but what's your research on it you know i remember as maybe 10 and saying i want to go to humayun's tomb in delhi I'm like okay but why why do you want to go there and so then you know <laughs> the architecture is cool and you know the sandstone it's all red mom we should go <laughs> but you had to have a reason you know there's it had to be well researched and there's enough books and information and access mm-hmm. and also we were also surrounded by characters you know amazing people that i remember at 12 or 13 being around lucky and thinking gosh i need to i need to learn so much more like my mind needs to be able to be come up to that mark and you're 12 thinking i don't even know where to start reading so i can like participate in these conversations but we were always privy to them you know we were always surrounded by incredible minds and we were also encouraged to participate with them and try to contribute had to contribute right. if, if you don't have something intelligent to say don't say it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um thank you to this uh, very creative and uh, amazing mother daughter duo again <laughs> sawer and sunela for sharing us. intergenerational perspectives and some stories <laughs> i hope the listeners and as a family everybody who's listened is inspired by the story of your family and your individual stories as well so thank you once again thank, thank you, you for, for having, having us, us. Yeah.